Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. What an incredible, incredible weekend of basketball. The Celtics advanced. The Mavs advanced. Did Phoenix choke? Gosh, all of it was fantastic. If you want to bet on the next round of basketball playoffs, head over to BetOnline today and use our promo code BLEAVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up. BetOnline, where the game starts. How does it it feel to uh, to be happy? How does it feel to have joy in a team that didn't let you down this time? How does it feel to be right? How does it feel? It's good, man. It feels good. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. I thought I might get. I thought I might get muted for a week or something. No, why would I do that? Because I was right. Why would I why would I shun you for being right? <laughs> because it would hurt my ego? Because it would make me feel bad? No. Because no. it would make me annoyed and that would be funny. Yeah, but I want you to be annoying. And I want to be annoying to you when you're sad. Like when you were after <laughs> game five. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Mm-hmm. I know. This is the best part, though, is that now we just get to have you happy and I don't have to be sad, even though putting my tears on camera and sponsoring them by BetterHelp Online Counseling would have been perfect. At the same time, like you still we can still revel in success. Um, I, I'm going to get out here just right off the bat with my first take. Grant Williams, not a good game. Uh, it was So anyways, Grant Williams, he played an average game and yeah. I... I think that he was basically the equivalent of Drew Holiday. Now, is that really good for Grant Williams? Yes, it is. He also Mm -hmm. took more shots in a game than any player or more three point shots than any player in the history of the NBA. And I, I don't think we should praise that because he only hit seven of 18 shots. And yes, it was a game seven. And yes, they won by 25 points. I'm pumping the brakes on Grant Williams, even though I love Grant Williams because Grant Williams like turned down an Ivy League scholarship to go play for Rick Barnes at Tennessee once upon a time. Yeah. Um, Grant Williams is nice guy. That's it. <laughs> Good to know. Okay. I wanted to get that out on the front end. You're not, you're not going hyper on he was the leading scorer for the Boston Celtics. No, 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 no. That's fine. No, I'm with you. I agree. See, like I'm not the crazy Celtics person. I I can be reasoned with. You can be reasoned with, even though you're a little bit of a homer. I we're all homers. It's part that comes with the the job. The job of being a fan. Being yeah. a fan is a job. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking full time job. Mm-hmm. Requires large amounts of stress and investing emotional stability. Instead of getting paid, you pay money. That's right. It costs you in financially. It costs you emotionally. It takes a toll in more ways than one. And Why do we do this? Because we're stupid. We do it week after week. Why? Oh, I stopped doing it, though. I decided it's way more fun to root for people with no expectations. Yeah, but that's, so you because, can... you, that's because everything you love leaves you. Every, everyone who loves me leaves me. Everyone who I care about dies. 
my everyone everyone you care about dies in your life i learned that at a young age and i learned that with my sports teams death is inevitable <laughs> anything you like it, it's going to happen you got yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm just gonna uh, yeah same <laughs> mm. do i throw the dead fish here yeah let's throw the dead <laughs> fish on this conversation and don't feel bad when i do it i have to preface it yeah it's being a san diego sports fan teaches you that everything will end in failure and every great person you worship will die whether it being a san diego sports fan whether it's tony Gwynn, junior seau your mother all of it all of it teaches you that everyone will die and there's there's nothing left after that everyone that you care about is going to die you were gonna drop the M word there, you asshole. Nope. Super Bowl week. Mom died. I, I knew you were gonna drop that on me. Dead mom. Just drop a dead yeah, mom dead right mom. into your oh, lap. You, I knew you were gonna drop the dead mom, and I was like, oh no, here she comes. Oh, no. Yep. Yep. Very well done. Yeah. So uh, Boston Celtics. Yeah. Um, Two blowouts today. Wow. Okay, we we can we can get to we can get to Dallas and Phoenix at some point also because uh, wow, um, wow, <laughs> that the the worst game seven wow. in the history of game sevens is is pretty remarkable. By the way, how did Phoenix score more points than the Bucks at the end of that game? And when the games ended, they scored like seventeen more points than the Bucks, or not seventeen, seven. That's crazy. I didn't see the final score because I stopped watching because it was embarrassing. No, yeah, I, I, I stopped watching. I, I, I just kept scoreboard. While I couldn't look away from the box score. I, I just, I simply couldn't look away from the box score after that one. Final score was 123 to 90. Although at one point I saw they scored 40 points in the fourth quarter. They scored 50 points in the first three quarters and 40 in the last quarter. <laughs> What a disappointing season for Phoenix. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that. So, so I was, I was talking again. I've unfortunately surrounded myself with Celtics fans for some reason. But I was telling someone like, don't because he because he's one of those people who's like championship or bust type of guys. So I'm like, if they lose this series, don't think of it as a failure. Think of it as a disappointment. Phoenix, I could understand viewing it as a failure instead of a disappointment. Like it at the very least, it's disappointing. At most, it's a failure. It's probably somewhere in between. But yeah, it's no, they've very definitely failed. They've definitely failed. I don't know. I mean, because like going into the series, I could have seen the Mavericks pushing it deep. I mean, it's it's only a failure because of just how egregious it was the last like two games of the series. But they were doing fine the first five games. Like they were up three two. They whooped Dallas in game five. Like they were, they were doing fine up to that point. Yeah. Where to from here? Where do they go now? Oh, if you're Phoenix? Yeah. Uh, first, first call is convince Jokic to force a trade there. That's, that's the first call. <laughs> first, first call, first call is take a flight over to Serbia and that farm and see if the Jokic brothers want to force a trade to Phoenix. You can package. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, Cam Johnson, and like six first round picks to make it happen. Um, if you can't do that, I I threw out swapping Rudy Gobert for DeAndre Ayton. Um. Okay. That. Sorry, I was just pondering that because I it wasn't yeah. something I thought about before. <laughs> 
Interesting. Yeah, I, I get it. Like, it, it, I, mm-hmm. I threw out that could be like an easy swap. I don't know who would have to give up a first round pick to make it work, but I don't know how people value Rudy Gobert at this point. I mean, it changes up your big man. Like, it makes it just like Chris Paul can throw lobs to Gobert. I don't know. I, I'm guessing that the, I think that, I'm that's guess- an interesting thought. And I think that um, Donovan Mitchell would be happy with it. <laughs> I think Utah would be happy with it. Like Utah gets mm-hmm. four or five years of control on a max contract for Aiton. If you can flip Gobert into Aiton, that's a huge win. If you're if you're Utah, like it's not going to make you a championship contender, but like it's going to keep you from going to the bottom of the lottery. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I assume Phoenix just ran out of gas. Like that's my guess is that they just played like a hundred games last year and 80 games this year and two long series. I just assume Chris Paul ran out of gas because he's 38 years old mm-hmm. and Devin Booker ran out of gas because he, because all they had to do was just guard Devin Booker. Like I, I, I assume that's what happened. Maybe it's just a little naivete or too, too much of uh conventional wisdom but i i just assume that's what happened like the, the way you you have the worst game seven ever is just coming off of a finals year is that you just run out of gas yeah well maybe they should tank the first half of the season like we did probably i don't know i mean we kind of believed right we we believed that because the western conference is notably like weaker than it used to be so I think we just kind of convinced ourselves that like Chris Paul and Devin Booker were both top 10 players. I, I never did it with Chris Paul, but with Devin Booker, I told myself that Devin Booker was better than Jason Tatum. And uh, I, I was wrong. I was wrong. And and that's okay. That's okay. Okay. Be wrong. Yes. Um, I'm, I, I don't think I've let myself believe that, that we could be here yet. And I think it like it's slowly starting to sink in. And not just there, y'all. Y'all might be the favorites to win the whole thing. No, no, I don't. don't. I'm just we saying, do you're you're, yeah. you're minus one fifty favorites against the Heat. I assume yeah, but, Boston. But I, 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 I am. I think we could win that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You, you guys might actually do it. You might think about how crazy this is. Like what are the closest comparisons we have for someone this age winning a championship? Like physical primes of basketball players are getting younger and younger, but like we're talking about 23 year old Luca, 24 year old Tatum. Like one of those guys has a pretty good chance of at least making the championship or winning the championship this year. Like, like it, it I just, I, it, the blatant disrespect of Jason Tatum is really starting to get to me. Like this kid has taken his team to the playoffs seven years straight. He's 24. The Celtics have gone to the playoffs seven years straight. Yeah. Well, just, he's taken them for whatever years he's been there, which is like, Jason, feels like it's yes. been seven. No, you're right. No, I think it is that. I'm saying Jay, you said he's taken his team to the playoffs seven years in yeah, a row. Well, they, okay, yeah, right. So they he's taken his team the whole time, but they, he he's taken yes. He's taken his team to the playoffs three years in a row. He's taken his team to two conference championships in three years, which is pretty damn good. It's been Tatum's team since 2020. Since Kyrie mm. left, it's been Tatum's team. No, it was never Kyrie's team. But it it, it wasn't Tatum's team either. So where does it was the line... IT's team at one stage? 
It was scary yeah. Terry's team at one stage. But we had the two year. Okay, so we had the two years. The 2018 Celtics. That's just we're gonna throw that one out the door. Like that was that was Gordon Hayward's team, whatever you want to call it. Like oh, that's sure. It was no one's team. It was just a team that had five really, really good players and somehow lost to LeBron James. Like they could have, should have, would have gone to the finals in a super terrible year in the Eastern Conference. And they they should have made it to the finals that year and should have lost to the Warriors. Okay. So then they rebuild the entire team around Tatum. They should have gone to the finals in 2020. That was a that was an upset. Like they they should have beat Miami that year. And then now they're here and they should beat Miami again. So I guess you can point to that and say disappointment. They could have, should have, would have gone to the finals three times in five years. But I'm still, I'm still mesmerized by the fact that like Tatum is this dude. Cause I think, I think where I was wrong, I know I'm wrong, but doing the analysis was I assume Jason Tatum was a fully formed basketball player which is a fair assumption to make. I just made the assumption that Tatum was fully formed at 24 years old, like Devin Booker is at 25 and like Donovan Mitchell is at 24. And I was wrong because Tatum, I tried to put Tatum in the camp with Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell. And I was wrong. He had, he had more developing left to go. And I think that when, when, when we look at like young stars and we hope they can take that next step because those two are, in a level of elite that's that's great, but they're not the top tier, top echelon of superstars. They're and you can three. only hope you can only hope that you get the guy that takes that leap, but not obviously they, they don't all do that. And mm-hmm. maybe we got that. At the very least, you have a guy who can sneak a championship, but in between Giannis and Luca, and that's pretty cool. Kind of like your your Kawhi Leonard and I, I I've already made one mistake of putting him in a box and saying he's Donovan Mitchell because he doesn't fit inside a generation but I, I might make the same mistake again by calling him Kawhi but if he is Kawhi Kawhi won a championship as as kind of the best player on the Spurs like kind of but also not the best player on the Spurs like Tim Duncan was the best player and he won finals MVP because he clamped LeBron and then he won a championship by himself in his prime. So maybe you can sneak out a championship in between in a year where Giannis and Kevin Durant and LeBron and Joel Embiid and Jokic are all out. Maybe maybe you can sneak a championship in there. Sneaking championships count the same as real championships. No, or, we're not here or, to sneak championships. What? We're not here to sneak sneak t- championships. <sighs> we're, we're here. We're in it for the long run. We're not here for one. We're not here to sneak one. He's you, he's pushing he's pushing his case to he's going to be in that contention with those other two that you think are going to trade championships back and forward. Jason's putting his hand up and said, "I'm here too." I don't think anyone's going to trade championships back and forth. I just think that Giannis and Luca are going to at some point they're going to change hands of who's the best player in the NBA. The same way like Durant and Giannis changed hands and Durant and LeBron changed hands. Like at some point it's going to go from Giannis to Luca and it's going to skip over Jason Tatum. Doesn't mean Jason Tatum but can't But Jason Tatum's here to say no, it's not. Yeah, I mean Kawhi Leonard was the best player in the NBA for like 2 months. So, you know, maybe Tatum gets his 2 months where where people have to stop and think is this the best player in the sport? But that's I mean even if Tatum's the third best player in the sport, like that's still like 
that's that's good enough. Like it's it's impossible to for everyone to have the best player. If Tatum's the third best player in the sport right now, or fourth best, I guess he's behind Embiid, but like fourth best player in the sport, then that's good enough to win a championship. Who I mean, that's all you care about as a Celtics fan, right? Mm, yes and no. Uh, you're one of those people who has good perspective and a championship isn't everything. Yes. That's good. I'm glad you're one of those people. It'll be much healthier for you. Uh-huh. Great. That's <laughs> <laughs> really cool. I mean, again, it's nitpicking, like whatever Durant is, whatever LeBron is, they're they're in the same camp. Jason Tatum's just a tier two star now. And tier two stars are like the guys who are like under the best of circumstances, they can win a championship. This might just be the best of circumstances for Jason Tatum. Obviously, Jalen Brown's not like another top 15 player. Maybe he's a top 15 player, but even still, top like 25. I don't know. It's just whether you think of him as tier three or tier four as a star. Like, do you think of Jalen Brown the same way you think of Donovan Mitchell? No. Okay. So, I mean, some people do, some people don't. It's fine. Like, this is probably the best of on circumstances. He, like, yeah. The, the, like, like on his day, he can be. On his days, on other days, he's not. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's probably the bona fides of a tier four star. Someone mm-hmm. who we, we like kind of pencil in for the all-star game every year, but also have to double check the stats sometime to make sure before we put him in the all-star game. That's what Jalen Brown yeah. is. Jalen Brown's like Chris Middleton, except younger. I think the ceiling's higher. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Brown's getting close to the place where he's almost a fully formed basketball player. I'm not saying he's there yet. You've done like, that before. I know yeah. I've done it before, but I would have been right about the other people. I just would have been wrong. Oh, J- I forgot. Jalen Brown's older than Jason Tatum. Gosh, that's so weird. I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I could be wrong again. I, I, I don't think I'm wrong again, but I could be wrong. I mean, I would have been right about Donovan Mitchell. I would have been wrong. I mean, I guess I put Devin Booker a tier above where Devin Booker probably is. Maybe I still have faith in Devin Booker being a tier two star, but maybe, maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe, maybe I was, maybe maybe I I got them wrong. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. So I'm interested in the West now. Interesting. I I am too. I, I wasn't, I wasn't really before, but now I am. You know what's you know what's funny? Um, you're you're a, an older fellow, shall we say, just older than me, relatively what? speaking. Can you stop dropping that in every podcast? I'm just saying you you have a little bit more sports perspective than I, who was like a <laughs> child when Kobe Bryant won his last championship and thought there were only eight teams in the NBA at that time. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember the 2012 Western Conference Finals? Mm, no. I might have to remind a little bit. So it was the the Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Tim Duncan Spurs with Kawhi Leonard as a, a rookie. And Danny Green was still on those teams. And, and it was kind of the Patty Mills was on the team. And it was kind of the core of guys who would go win the championship in 2014. I love those were, Spurs. <laughs> I was they, a big the, fan of those Spurs. I, I don't know. I've got a soft spot for San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like them retooling the core after the 2007 championship. And they played the thunder that year. And this was Kevin Durant at 22 years old, 
Um, Russell Westbrook at 21, James Harden at 20. And OKC was underdogs in the series, and they beat the Spurs in six. And then they went to the finals and lost to the LeBron team, the first Miami Heat championship. This is just that over again, I feel like. The, the Warriors are the 2012 Spurs. They're, they've won championships, former dynasty, retooled. They're favored slightly in the series. And they're playing 23-year-old Luka. And Luka's a slight underdog. We, it's reasonable to suspect they could pull the upset. And if Luka goes to the finals, it'll be like 22-year-old Kevin Durant going to the finals in 2012. It feels like that all over again. Okay. So you think the championship is coming out of the East? There's no, there's no big three heat coming out of the East. I, I, I want Celtics fans to be sad because if Miami beats them again, they're not going to know how to behave if they, if they lose to Miami for like the fourth time in 11 years in the conference finals. See, I just, I just don't get it. Like I, Miami is so not, a rival that they think they are to us. And I don't care how many times they beat us. Like, it, it doesn't feel real. Like, it doesn't feel like a real rivalry to me. Because they're big brother and your little brother? No, because they're plastic and nothing. Like, they they don't even they don't even care. Like, it, it doesn't mean anything to you. It only means something to you when you're good. So, fuck off. Whereas, I, like, I think, no, no. I think they're they just new not, school. They're no school. What are you talking about? The Miami Heat have made nine conference or eight conference championships in like 16 years now. Yeah. Like the Miami LeBron, Heat. No, LeBron did that. Le, Le, the LeBron years don't count. That's not Miami. That's LeBron. But there, there's two Dwayne Wade and Shaquille O'Neal teams and now two Jimmy Butler slash whatever teams. Bubble. Like Bubble. Is that what you said? That's what I said. Okay. I mean, do it outside the bubble. I mean, they, they kind of just did. I know Philadelphia was injured, yeah. but like. Oh, yeah. They, they had a nice little easy road, didn't they? I'm sorry, but our road, to, our road to this point and their road to this point were two very different roads. You are correct. You are. And that's why Boston's a better team than the, the Miami Heat. I, I just think it's going to be a toss up series. It's okay. You said that about everything. Even from the start, you said, "Okay, you might hear me out on Boston being better than the South, uh, being better than the Heat," but you still said that the Nets and the Bucks were better. We've had to go through both of them, and they've been through nobody. They've mm-hmm. literally been through a turnstile twice. Yeah, and so one of us should be ready for this, and the other one's the Miami Heat. Okay, I don't want to sound like a hater when I describe it, and I've done everything so far in my post-analysis to not bring this up. The Bucks at full strength were not a better team than the Boston Celtics at full strength, and if Chris Middleton had played, the Bucks would have won the series. Both of those things are true at the same time. That Boston, even if the Bucks had Chris Middleton... I say that because that's just it's like... It, you can't say that. Boston was a better team than Milwaukee. And if Chris Middleton had have, played, we didn't have the, the time team, lord. We didn't have the time lord, so we put the time lord in there. If you if you put everyone at full strength, the Celtics are better than the Bucks, 
and the Bucks would have beaten the Celtics in that series. I'm not sure how that works. It does, though, because the, the better sense. team just wouldn't have won the series. Because Milwaukee had that game five and that game three where they win at the end and swings a close series and they would have won a game probably in game six if Chris Middleton's healthy. Who knows? Like it, it it's really interesting because Boston now is probably going to go to the championship. At least, you know, Vegas is saying that Boston is more likely than not to go to the championship and well-deserved all the way through and through. Like you beat both of those teams. Jason Tatum's going to get a chance to win a championship. I'm just interested by the series because I know that those two teams are so similar to each other. It It is interesting. And because I never let myself think about any of that until right now, like now I'm considering these things. And it's interesting. They're interesting things to think about. It'll be good to watch, I guess, or not. It'll be awful to watch and I'll feel sick for weeks. Depends what kind of perspective you take. Then I'm a homer and I'll be sick for weeks. I mean, you could try and enjoy it and, and say the Celtics are playing with you house idiot. money. You idiot. We don't enjoy these things. You could you could take the perspective of the Celtics aren't supposed to be here, and so this is now incredibly enjoyable no, because... No, 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 no. You're here now. Act like you've been here before. Don't act like this is your first time at Disneyland. Mm-mm. Why not? I mean, because you guys... You haven't won a conference title in 15 years. Well, 12 years, not quite 15 years, only 12 years. So, I mean, but we have been here before. I mean, not a single person within the Celtics organization. I mean, you you were there in 2020, I guess, and you were there in 2018, and you were there in 2017. So, I guess you could. We have been here before. We know what it takes. We know what we haven't. We have. We know what we haven't done right. Acting like it's just a thrill to be there, ain't it? That ain't it. Oh, the Celtics as a team don't have to do that, but you don't have to adopt that mantra as a fan, I guess. You, you can just enjoy it and say that we're playing with house money and just mesmer- be mesmerized by how great Jason Tatum is and, and apparently Grant Williams. No, don't be a dick. You're such an idiot. No one here said that. Shush. I guess I don't know how to be a sports fan. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I fall victim to it. Like I love Giannis and I, I'm the guy who screams appreciate greatness for everyone. I just, people should really appreciate how great Giannis is. That's okay. My he thing. just lost. Whatever. There's nothing he could have done about it. Of course there is. Giannis played in a, I mean, so let's, so the way we can do the analysis from game seven is everything. So let's say on the front end, everything we're about to say is the first thing that the Bucks had to do was make seven more three pointers, like seven shots that they missed had to go in on the front end for them to have any chance. Okay. Giannis only took six free throws in the game against Boston. And I know everyone was also saying like Giannis missed like three layups in like a six minute stretch. Did you say he only took six free throws? Free throws. He took six total free throws. He did that in three minutes in the last game. Exactly. So if the only way people can say Giannis played poorly in game seven is like box score stew watching. Like if, if they do box score stew, they can be like, well, he had 25 and 20 and didn't shoot that. So if Giannis shoots 10 more free throws, and shoots, say, 75% at the free throw line 
or 80%, I guess, eight for 10. Let's say he shoots eight for 10 at the free throw line. That's a 33-20 game, and the Bucks still lose by 15. And that's like everyone's pointing, everyone's singing Giannis's praises, but because it only looks like 25 and 20, Giannis all of a sudden had a, a, an average game or a below average game. It was just the, the Celtics played such good defense and all the shots missed. So they just dared them to keep shooting. Like if, if they just play bad from the three point line, the bucks can still win the series. It's just don't go four for 32 at the three point line also. So in that way, like there, there's nothing Giannis could have done that would have changed the outcome of this series. All it would have done was like sugarcoated the, the 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 eight free throws would have just made it look better in defeat. There's literally nothing more he could have done, and that's just because the team wasn't good enough around him, and that was in large part just because Chris Middleton got hurt. You, you, you good now? Do you feel like you've it just he's on our mouth? The, what? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even I don't I actually don't even think people are like crapping on Giannis for losing this. I think I'm just yelling to I'm bemoaning people that don't really exist, but I'm still right. like you really are just young man yelling at a cloud. I'm what's, young man defending the honor of my beloved Greek freak. You are white knighting someone who doesn't require it. Stop it. I know, I know. I know. No one no one's actually crapping on Giannis. Like he had 200 150 for the first time in the history of the NBA playoffs yeah. in the series. Everyone likes it's- the dude. Everyone thinks he's a great basketball. Everyone thinks he's a nice guy. No one wants him to fail. Like it's fine. Everything's fine. He's the only But why does nobody think of him in the up. same way we think of all-time great basketball players like Kevin Durant, Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant? Because he's better than at least two of them. <laughs> people, people shit on those people all the time. No one shits on, on Giannis. Just but no one it. actually gives Giannis that level of respect. Maybe they will when it's over. Maybe, but why we can't we, we appreciate we greatness no, now? We don't do that. We don't do that. We don't, why we don't celebrate people at the time. We don't <laughs> celebrate KD at the time. We'll, sell, we'll talk about how great KD was when he's gone. But at the time, the we don't that- shit on him constantly. That's the part I think is so dumb. People were talking about like, cause, cause it's pretty much NBA fans kind of agree on at this point, Kevin Durant has to win one championship and he will get universal respect. It feels like, cause they lost to the bucks last year and he got universal respect from people. Like I already give him universal respect. It winning a championship doesn't change that. Kevin Durant has my universal respect for the rest of time. He is the greatest player of his generation. And from 2014, with Steph Curry doing a little break in between 2014 to 2019, Kevin Durant was the best basketball player in the world. And I, I, at the very least he was one or two, depending on how you feel about Steph Curry during 2016, like Kevin Durant is so good. And he has my universal respect as a basketball player for the rest of time. I don't, I don't know why everyone else doesn't do that in the moment. Why do we have to wait until they can't play basketball? Because anymore? he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> because he wants it. He wants it so bad. And so they just won't. <sighs> but, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good point. But uh, it's not like everyone universally came together and decided this is what we were going to do. Like, why is it him? Giannis didn't leave. Giannis didn't join the 73-win team, and yet Giannis doesn't get the respect. 
I don't understand it. He's too nice. (laughs) No, it's that we're all stupid. So we're all stupid and dumb and we can't appreciate greatness unless it's Tom Brady. For some reason, we only give it to Tom Brady. We don't deserve good things, honestly. I know oh, as a society? Got- no, no, we do not. No, we don't deserve nice things. But today I know I got nice things and I'm appreciative of that, but we don't deserve them. You don't. Yeah, you deserve it. You, Morgan, you. Morgan from Australia, you deserve nice things in your life. Thank you. That's so kind of you. It's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. I hope so. I, I, unfortunately, yes, I haven't said nicer things, but yes, you deserve <laughs> to have nice things in your life. Wow. Kyle, you deserve nice things in life too. Maybe not in sport because you're not going to get them. I'm not going to ask for those for you. <laughs> but that's okay. I can just cheat by loving Giannis and Patrick Mahomes. But, but why do you need everyone else to? Why do you need that kind? Why do you need everyone else to love what you love? Aren't why, you enough? Why can't people just love existing? Why can't people just appreciate greatness? Why does everyone have to hate athletes so much when it's so much fun and all the joy that they bring them in lives and all the time and emotional investment? Why do they? You know what? I'm doing good for the world. It's a reflection of self, Kyle. It's a reflection of self. You hate you. You hate everyone. Well, then maybe I'm trying to do good for the world. Maybe I'm trying to improve society one shitty podcast at a time. One shitty person at a time. Yeah, 20 shitty people listening to a podcast at a time. Dan Levitard did it for me. So maybe I'm trying to just pass Dan Levitard's message on to someone else. That's right. Maybe that's all I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah, we all have our different we all have our different people who we draw inspiration from. (laughs) Uh, Oh well. Yeah, but Stu Gotts is doing it with jazz hands and a wink and a smile because Stu Gotts, well, maybe Stu Gotts hates his life, but Stu Gotts seems like he's a, he's a, he's a pretty good life. He seems like he, he's just doing this all. He traffics in hate with a wink and a smile. He, Stu Gotts is doing it well before Fox News is doing it. He, he traffics uh-huh. in hate. Yeah, but he's wrapping it up neatlyer. Hmm. Neat, yeah, not neat. Oh, that's not a word, Morgan. There you go. This you got this strong on me. Yeah, you've got some making you up got words. A, the, there's a little Stugats in everybody, even me. I've got a little Stugats too. I was doing it to Jason Tatum for three weeks, apparently. There you go. Except, except Stu was on the Jason Tatum bandwagon before anyone. Yeah, but Stugats just traffics in. I want to be right. Which he's going to be right tomorrow about CP3. Oh God, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. A fair chance the weekend observations are just about CP3. CP3 mixed in with a little Dano told you about Jason Tatum. <laughs> the C's. <laughs> the C's. <laughs> Dano, the C's are back. Do it in the finals, Giannis. <laughs> Uh, I have a fun game we can play right now. I'm going to give you a name of an athlete. You have to tell me if they are more likely to be a bench player on the Dallas Mavericks or a wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Hang on, start again. I wasn't listening. I got distracted. Okay. No, that's understandable. <laughs> I, I have I have this theory that uh, all of the Dallas Mavericks players besides Luca could also be wide receivers on the Green Bay Packers. So 
I, I think that's kind of what I figured out is like, oh, the Dallas supporting cast is just Aaron Rodgers' wide receivers. It's like we just bitch about them all the time, but they're actually kind of okay. So um, Dorian Finney-Smith, if you told me he was a wide receiver on the Packers, I'd believe it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here with you. If you told me Alan Lazard was playing nine minutes off the bench for the Dallas Mavericks, totally believe it. <laughs> Yeah. See, this, this is this is a fun game. They they really are. They really. Yeah. If if you told me that Reggie Bullock was, was catching three passes for forty yards, I, I would I'd believe you. Uh, if you told me Equinemius St. Brown had four three pointers for the for the Dallas Mavericks, I'd believe it. I love that name though. Which one? Equinemius St. Brown. Equinemius St. Brown is a very fun name. Yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers hated him. I'm not 100% sure. I thought I read that somewhere. No, Aaron Rodgers hated someone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe could, you, Kyle. We could we could we could play this game. This he's a good I'm not going to I mean I guess Blake Jude might not listen to this, but Equinemius St. Brown is a great one for who he play for next year. Because I don't think I, I don't think even football people know who Equinemius St. Brown plays for now. The Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> Equinemius St. Brown. If you told me that Marjanovic was catching passes for for the for the Green Bay Packers at tight end, I'd believe you. Doesn't even yeah, have yeah, to be Boban, just any Marjanovic. <laughs> <laughs> if you told me davis bertons was a set was playing center for the green bay packers i'd believe that oh yeah absolutely that is that is a packer you told me that marquez valdez scantling was was hitting six three pointers in a game six for the mavericks i'd believe it mm, yeah real good name it's another real good name yeah I mean, I used to joke, I think I stole it from Dan maybe, but I used to joke that the Packers were just Equinemius Valdez Scantling St. Brown Jr. was all playing wide receiver for the Packers. Yeah, accurate. Yeah. You probably did steal that. Yeah. I I, I feel like it might have been a Dan Levitard thing one time, but I've I said it for many, many years. So I think it's mine now. I think I said it enough. Oh, you times. claimed it. Yeah, I think okay. it's enough times that because he just said it as a throwaway line one time, I think, in a podcast. I've been saying it many, many times for many, many years now. So he I think said it's it mine. once. You've said it many times. So yes, it's mine now. Okay. I, it, I'm Position is it. nine tenths of the law. <laughs> it's mine now. Like um I did that to Chris Whittingham. I can't remember what Chris Whittingham said, but I stole something from I Chris st- Whittingham. I, yeah, I still, I still, I'm still going with the fact that I started the English accent thing. Yes, I be- I'm going to roll with that. I'm going to believe you that you started mm-hmm. Chris Whittingham doing the English accent. I did. I asked him questions about Sam Kerr playing for Chelsea in an English accent. Now, all of a sudden, the dude says quid. Quid. Such a fun word. Quid. Quid. Bonafides. That's not English. No, I know, but he just said bonafides. 
Rogers drops oh. back to pass. He rolls out to his right, drops a little short dump into Dorian Finney-Smith, and that'll be a five-yard completion for the Green Bay Packers. Completion to Dinwiddie. <laughs> oh, that's good. Hand off to Josh Green out of the backfield. Let's see if I can get the Mike Breen impression. Doncic over to Dorian Finney-Smith, kicks it out, three-pointer, Valdez Scantling, bang! (laughs) A big three-pointer for the Dallas Mavericks from Marquez Valdez Scantling. Wow. Look at you. Mm -hmm. It's not great, but it just got to hit the bang! Now say penis. Penis! I can do penis Valdez as Andrew Scantling Luck. takes it right to the penis. <laughs> I guess I could. What, what are some other accents? I can say I can have Bill Belichick say penis. Penis. Wow. I wanted to hit one you know, penis after, at a time. After, after, you know, you're just, when you get hit in a penis, you know, you're out of like a one one step at a time. Or, you know, and it's a little too Andrew Lucky right now. Yeah, oh gosh, oh, my... gosh <laughs> oh god, I got Jack hit in Doyle the penis. penis. <laughs> oh god, you gotta love Jack Doyle's penis. <laughs> Everybody loves Jack we... Doyle. Oh, Jack Doyle. <laughs> Everybody Jack happy Doyle. penis. <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> I'm sorry, Kyle. I don't know what I'd do to your podcast, but I ruin it. Uh, that's okay. This this is where this is where we can be more sexual. Apparently, on the podcast, is we can make sex jokes only when Morgan from Australia is here. Like talking about Dennis Allen is only this, having sex in a visor. Uh, is this episode called "Hey Everybody, Happy Penis"? Because it should be. <laughs> I I don't have the gall for that, but that's okay. Just the I'll tag you and say Morgan from Australia. Hey everybody, Happy Penis. It's almost happy June. I know. I'm so excited. Hey everybody, happy June. And be- and with time difference, I'm the first person who gets to wish everybody a happy June. Well, is there anything further to towards the east of you, maybe? Or just against your American New Zealand. Friends? New Zealand. Okay, so New Zealand gets to beat if you. If somebody a from bit. New Zealand beats me, well they can fuck right off. Okay, good to know. Your 16 hour time difference. Right. Happy June. <laughs> I would add the sound so you can actually hear it, but why would I need to add the sound? That was an absolutely perfect impression of Andrew Luck saying Happy June. Completely perfect. Yeah. There's no reason to add the actual sound. I I, I kind of just did. I mean, I made a perfect impression of Andrew Luck. That's right. Mm-hmm. Morgan, what was the funniest thing from the sports weekend? I don't know. The Panthers winning? That's a pretty good one. That's funny. I could go with that. That was similar to what I was going to go with, which is just the Toronto Maple Leafs. Just as a concept, the Toronto Maple Leafs, because um, because I didn't watch any hockey. This I've barely had time to watch basketball. I've, I I really loved hockey in 2020, and I loved it as a kid. And I got to know the entire 2018 Nashville Predators roster as a child. But 
you know, I, I haven't had time for hockey this year. Um, but every year it's, it's an annual tradition around the time of the NBA draft lottery that the Toronto Maple Leafs blow a first round lead. And, uh, yeah, they, they did it again this year. 3-2 lead gone. First time that a team has had a lead and lost in the first round five years in a row in any North American professional sport. Wow. Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Chokers. Two times a 3-1 lead, twice a 2-0 lead, twice a 3-2 lead. All wow. gone. Is Doc Rivers coach hockey or what? They, they are called the Chicago Cubs of the NHL. I'm offended by that. Yeah, I know. Sounds right. <laughs> the Chicago Cubs usually don't ever get that close, but they, yeah, Toronto, very funny. Um, Lightning and Panthers, second round. I'm sure that won't be annoying all week on Le- all two weeks on Levitard Show. How about that? Because we know how much Mike loves the Lightning. Oh my gosh, it's so perfect. It'd be so perfect if Tampa beats them, like in the same little brother, big brother syndrome thing that exists in. I mean, my, you don't think of it as Miami and Boston and probably shouldn't like the there was an eight year gap in between dismantling the the big three Celtics and Bam out of bio stealing your heart in the in the bubble. Still anything is in the bubble. Bam out of the bayou. Bam out of the bayou. Um, yeah, I'm, the, the classic See, I example. Saying, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to buy into this now because I tried to be a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. I tried to get interested in hockey. I went to Tampa Bay to watch the Lightning. So maybe I'm just going to buy in here again. I think you should. I've been to Amalie Arena. Um, maybe I should be annoying Tampa Bay Lightning fan. I have stood outside the Amalie Arena before. Um, that that river is incredibly dirty in Tampa Bay, I will say. That is just, that, that river is disgusting. Um, I didn't even the- see the river. It was literally right next to the Amali Arena. Didn't see it. I drove there, parked the car, walked to the arena, walked out, went home. Back to it's, Orlando. It's literally on the waterfront of the dirty river. Anyways, whatever. Uh, I didn't see it. Whatever. It's a riverfront stadium, and that river is so dirty. <laughs> Anyways, so so Tampa Bay and Florida feels kind of like, like Big Brother, Little Brother thing. Um and I guess the best example I can think of, and it's my favorite thing in all of sports right now, is, is Astros and Yankees. Okay. And they have at least a little bit of playoff rivalry to build off of now. And I guess it's not geographic location like Tampa and Florida is, but that'll be a fun series. Um, the Kings lost to Edmonton, which stinks, but the Kings were terrible this year. I don't even know how they made the playoffs. Um, why are we doing hockey? They had a player retired, didn't they? Like their best player? The Kings? Um, I think they're all just old. Like it's all the, like the, the best players on the team are all the guys from the 2014 team. And that was like eight years ago. So like, it's still Anze Kopitar. It's still Drew Doughty. It's still Jonathan Quick. Like they, they were not young people back in 2014. So like now, now it's weird that they're still hanging around. Um, yeah, I don't know why I'm doing intense hockey coverage. The Hurricanes yeah, play sure. the Rangers. You're a puckhead, that's why. <laughs> that's good. 
uh, douchey hockey guy standing far away from the microphone. Can you Yo. believe the hurricanes, dude? <laughs> the hurricanes are going to the conference finals for the second time in three years, dude. Lightning in four. Sure, I can get behind that. I didn't need to say that. Heat and four. <laughs> You're heat a dick. In, heat, heat and three. <laughs> the Billy Gill special, heat and three. Ah, <laughs> oh, Billy Gill. Oh, Billy Gill. So wonderful. Such an anarchist. Mm-hmm. Such a delight. I don't cat. think I I don't think I ever did get to ask you about why you're excited about the Western Conference. Why are you so mesmerized by the Western Conference? I don't know because I think I just penciled in like the Phoenix Suns and now uh, I now I don't know. And so I'm intrigued and I'm interested. I wasn't interested before. Are you interested in Golden State having the most amazing run that any of us have seen? Well, my brother is a Golden State fan now. He used to, initially, he, when we were younger, he had a Lakers jacket. And that's why I became a Celtics fan because I hated my brother. And now he's As a Golden State do. fan. Yeah, he's a Golden State fan. And I'm a Celtics fan, so it would be cool to if we could both make it there. Because that that's fun. what we need, more angst between us. I think so. I think that's what we all need in our lives. Yeah. It's a reason to talk to your brother. Yeah. Great. <laughs> you're my brother. brother. You're my brother. <laughs> uh, Luca. I'm glad that we get the Luca year. I'm glad we just get a deep playoff run. So we can... you. you've, you've just swerved from Giannis to Luca. You're like, oh, well, Luca. <laughs> no, no, I haven't done that yet. I haven't done that yet. I again, to. it's happening. You are literally just swerving. You got okay. Well, this crush it ain't happening this year. I'm going this way. You know what? I'm learning that my favorite people and teams in sports are the people who people don't appreciate greatness enough for. The people who need advocates for. Luca needs an advocate. He's needed it for years. He needs an advocate as he is going to be the face of a generation that includes John Morant and Zion Williamson. Patrick Mahomes needs an advocate because he's better than Tom Brady. And Luca needs PR team. <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you telling me that Huka Doncic is not the greatest advertising campaign for any star that has existed? Oh. Nope. Like- same oh same thing in the nfl lamar jackson lamar jackson is the most disrespected quarterback in and most overly scrutinized quarterback in all of the nfl i would venture to say athlete in all of the nfl and that's why i love lamar jackson i think i agree with that that's ridiculous Mm -hmm. like yeah uh, put some respect on that man's name yeah it's just because baltimore's had a like Jokic. it's just because baltimore's had a catastrophic number of injuries the last two years just like the denver nuggets I can't think about Baltimore without seeing songs from Hairspray. (laughs) Anyways, back to Luca. It's my favorite musical. Anyway, no one cares. Shut up, Morgan. Yeah. Going to watch my friends play, uh, do a a rendition of Carrie this weekend. Wow. That's fun. 
You seem not Jazz interested hands. at all. Back to back to Luca. I am. Back, back to Luca. I am the beluga whale. The beluga whale. The M's. Dano. The M's. <laughs> what are the Mariners doing now? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the M's. I love that. The M's. It's better than the D's. It's <laughs> up for debate. Mark Cuban's a D. <laughs> Massive D. Yeah, we don't like. Are you the one who didn't like Dallas as a whole? You just don't like yes. Dallas. Yes. See, when you when you first said that last week, I'm like, oh, this is about Mark Cuban and his toxic workplace and the fact that he's a bully. No, it's just you don't like Dallas. <laughs> I just don't like Dallas. This is the end. <laughs> I'm just not that into Dallas. It's, I mean, it's understand. It's third largest metro city in America. Soon to I've soon been to pass there. Chicago. I've been there. I've never we been talked, to Chicago. Yeah, we talked about it. I the, stayed the at the big... Gaylord Texan. It was really cool. Yeah, the, the 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 seats that, according to Spencer Hall at Jerry World, are bigger for those big-butted Americans. Mm-hmm, those big booty bitches. Yes, those big booty Texans need mm-hmm. larger seats at, at Jerry World. Because yeah, they're, they're, they're all carrying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, so, so Dallas and all of their wide receivers, it's going to be very fun to watch. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll I'll open the blinds and watch it if it was out the front. I'm interested. You'll what? I, I, I like I said that I wouldn't even open my blinds to watch some of if they were playing out the front of my house. I wouldn't open the blinds to watch. But now I will because they're playing the Warriors. No, because it's not. It's not afraid of complete like I thought it was. Because it's not Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. So just as long as it's not Phoenix. Even though I like uh, Devin Booker, like I just wasn't into it. I'm just not that into it. It's understandable. Yeah. I, Devin, Devin Booker is an acquired taste, I think. Yeah. So so Phoenix is like the fifth best team in the West now, huh? That happened fast. Yeah, well, this week. Yeah. I mean, because Dallas, Golden State, uh, Memphis... And, no, and I still think the Phoenix are a better team than Dallas. They just lost. Okay, that's, that's fair enough. I mean, Chris You're Paul played. That that's possible. I'm gonna say that's possible. Yeah, they might be better than Dallas. I don't know. I mean, it was it was kind of evenly matched going in in the first place. Uh, if you take away Chris Paul, like, oh, that's right, Devin Booker is coming back from like a major injury. That probably also played something into why they collapsed at the end. Yeah, but we we don't take that into account at all. No. Yeah, I just straight forgot about that. Like, no, that was a four to six week injury he suffered against the Pelicans. It's been four weeks since that injury. So, yeah, that probably had something to do with it. Possibly. But hey, we're not we're not going to give him any credit. Nope. Only if you win. The D's. <laughs> all the credit. All the credit to the D's. Yeah. D's nuts. D's nuts. <laughs> Nick Saban. Shout out Nick Saban. 
I love the I love the quote that Nick Saban. I know it's not a college football season, but Nick Saban had the quote: "The history of college football revolves around parody, and parody will always win in the end." I'm just like, since when? What college football world are you living in? As you destroy parody across that sport in a way that has not existed in any other sport ever. The lack of self awareness from these people in college sports talking about college sports is amazing. The reason I bring like, this up is that it would have the people just inferred that off camera after he finished saying that he went parodies nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Saban, D's nuts, twenty ten through present. That should be written on Nick Stevens. It's a headstone. Just yeah. these nuts. These nuts. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. Well. No more. No more Milwaukee. They can get bucked. I mean, looking like a real deer in the headlights after that joke. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got bucked, and Devin Booker can taste these nuts. I think that I think that's our our analysis of the second round. Milwaukee got bucked, and Devin Booker can taste both of these nuts. Yeah, Dallas is the D's nuts. The M's. The next one. The M's. Dano. Dano. <laughs> Steph Curry. Clay Thompson. Draymond the Green. M's. Collision course. <laughs> the M's. The Dubs. <laughs> The seas, the heat, <laughs> DJ Khaled. <laughs> I saw something. Oh, DJ Khaled said that he's been a hit maker for 20 years and then said, Google it. And I was like, what? Dano. The Stugats is strong in him. Strong in DJ Khaled. He said that he's been a hit maker for 20 years. He would beat anyone in the verses and then said, Google it. Google (laughs) it. Dano. (laughs) Let's let's do weekend observations real quick here. Weekend observations brought to you by Bet Online because they're the only people giving us money. Beep. Also brought to you by Beep. Sheets and giggles. Beep. Sheets and giggles. Beep. Do you want eucalyptus bed sheets that will be comfortable for a week and then just be normal bed sheets? Beep. Sheets and giggles. Beep. Dan. (laughs) They were bad for four years. Beep. Then they added no players and spent no money but Dan thanks to the Chicago Cubs and Cincinnati Reds going on fire sales and by winning a baseball game while recording zero hits Dan just like that The Pittsburgh Pirates are back. (laughs) The Peas. (laughs) 